Hey, Dylan Kelly here, host of the Wave Break Podcast. Excited to get into this episode, but first, here's a quick word from our sponsor. If you're looking to grow your business, there's only one way, and that is by building real quality customer relationships. Most marketing software will claim they do this, but they never deliver on their promises, and you need to demand more from your marketing software. And that's where Klaviyo comes in. Klaviyo helps you build meaningful customer relationships by listening and understanding cues from your customers, allowing you to easily turn that information into valuable marketing messages. And that's why 10,000 innovative brands, including all of our clients at Wavebreak, have switched to Klaviyo. Now, What's the secret to building those customer relationships? Tune in to Clavio's Beyond Black Friday docuseries to find out and unlock exact marketing strategies you can use to keep momentum going all year round. Just head over to clavio.com slash beyond BF for more. Link is gonna be down in the show notes below. What is up, everybody? Really excited to hop into this very special episode of the Wave Break Podcast. This is episode 100 of the show. Um, It's just crazy that, uh, well, that there's 100 episodes of this bad boy. Um, So thank you so much for listening. Uh, Before, you know, what happened to this special episode... Uh, let me quickly introduce myself if this is your first time listening. My name is Dylan Kelly. I'm the host of the Wavebreak podcast that you're listening to right now. And I'm also the founder of a company called Wavebreak. And at Wavebreak, we help eight-figure e-commerce stores stop leaving money on the table with our fully managed email marketing services. Um, so what we do is we come into e-commerce brands. They're too busy. You know, They're not seeing the numbers they want to see from email. We come in and, well, we do email for you and we crush it and we get awesome results for our clients. If you want to learn more about that, you can head to wavebreak.com. But in the meantime, really, really excited to hop into this special 100th episode of the Wavebreak podcast. Uh, you know, when I started the podcast, you know, two years ago, we released a weekly episode every Monday on iTunes and sent it out to the list on Tuesday. Make sure you're subscribed if you're not. Yeah, I launched this podcast two years ago and this episode is going to be a little different. I'm going to be going into uh, behind the scenes of the Wavebreak podcast, how it came to be, how I started it, why I started it, kind of talking more about my story and, you know, how I got into email more. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to do a little bit of a fun episode because, you know, I know it's a crazy busy time of year and yeah, I want to give you something entertaining to listen to. Along the way, I'm also going to be sharing the top three lessons that I learned from listening to guests. So I've spoken with, you know, at this point, and cl- over a hundred people. Um, I know this is only episode a hundred, and there's some solo episodes thrown in there, but we've got a really awesome pipeline, um, which I'm going to be talking about. You know, future guests that we're going to be having on the show in 2020 and different things like that. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited to to get into episode 100 because. It's just, um, I mean, it's crazy, right? When I started the podcast, so we'll just jump right into it. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Dylan. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Dylan. You know, it's great to be here. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Okay. Enough of that. Um, All right. So, okay. Behind the scenes of the podcast. So 100 episodes ago, 
where the heck was I? Well, I actually, so the podcast launched in January of 2018, which sounds like it was yesterday, but believe it or not, that was almost two years ago with January 2020 coming up. And I actually started recording the podcast in August or I believe it was September of 2017 because I wanted to make sure I had enough cue to, you know, sustain a podcast. So basically what had happened was, you know, I'd been in the e-commerce space, you know, I started Waybreak in 2016, was doing some conversion rate optimization. 2017 is when I doubled down on email. Uh, that was around May, June, 2017, um, where it's like, okay, we're just going to do email and that's it. One thing, one thing only, and we're going to be the best at it. And, um, I mean, back then it was just me. Um, and so, yeah, I was doing that, you know, hustling to, to build the email service, figure everything out. And, you know, during that process, you know, kept doing marketing things, you know, a ton of different things, right? Made a bunch of videos and did a bunch of different stuff. Um, but I ended up appearing on a podcast. So I was a guest on the unofficial Shopify podcast hosted by Kurt Elster. I'm sure many of you are familiar. Um, so yeah, I was a guest back in 2017, which is, you know, two years ago now. And it was just, it was super fun. Like uh, building my business, I always, like back then I was a runner. So I would run, I mean, I wasn't really a runner, but like I was running, um, <laughs> you know, to deal with the stress of building a business and just, you know, to make sure I treated my body right. Long story short, the running didn't help because I didn't understand how eating worked. So I ended up gaining like, oh my goodness, I forget what it was, like 30, 40 pounds in, oh wait, how much was it? I think 47 no, 37 pounds. I gained 37 pounds in like less than a year um, that year, even though I was running like every day. Uh, but anyway, you know, I was on this run and um, yeah, it was just always while I was running. I'd run every morning, um, you know, on this trail and I would always be listening to podcasts. And uh, it was just always, you know, helpful to see like, okay, the people who are a step ahead of me, what are they doing? How did they get to where they are? How, how do they think? And it was just like inspiring too, you know, to hear people doing big numbers and just like, okay, cool. Like, I know it's possible. Um, and I learned a ton from it. And listening to this podcast, listening to those podcasts, like I always wanted a podcast, like even for years leading up to that. Um, so I was like, okay, I want a podcast. And then I finally, you know, kind of dawned on me. I'm like, well, what if I do, what if I do an e-commerce podcast after I, I was a guest on Kurt's podcast? And, um, you know, I was like, I love podcasts. I've always wanted a podcast. So why don't I just start one? <laughs> so I kind of made a deal with myself. And like, at this point, I, I'm super nervous because, you know, part of me thinks like it's impossible and I'm not even going to be able to do it because how the heck do you find guests? And, you know, I've never edited a podcast before and like, I don't even, I barely had a good microphone at the time. Like now I have this awesome microphone and I, I, I can hear like my own voice as I speak into it and it's just super fun and awesome. But anyway, so I always wanted a podcast, but I was terrified, didn't know what to do, didn't know how it would work. And I said, oh, okay, like I'm just going to send 10 emails to people who I want to talk to on the podcast. And, um, you know, some of those people ended up saying yes. So I sent 10 emails and I just remember opening my inbox the next day and I had like six, like five or six replies. And I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is weird. Um, because, you know, I came from a, a background where I was in sales and I was just cold emailing the crap out of people. Sorry if I emailed any of you, <laughs> but, uh, 
yeah. So like to see like a 60% response rate, I was like, this is crazy. And then I started opening up the emails and everyone was like super excited. And at this point, I didn't even have the podcast launch. I was very honest about it. You know, I don't have the show launched. I'm recording episodes in advance. And, um, you know, people said yes. And I was like, okay, um, all right, well, I guess I have to do the interview. So I booked the interviews. At this point, I'm visiting a friend of mine in, in Vegas. He lives outside Vegas in a neighborhood called Summerlin. And um, just wanted to change the scenery. It was a work trip. We were doing work stuff. Um, I think we went to the strip like twice. Like that's it. Um, but anyway, uh, and that, just for the buffet, like I'm gonna be real. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I was working there, and his house was like brand new. Like it was like just built. Like he got a couch delivered while I was there. Like that's how new it was. So it was like super echoey, and I did bring my mic, which was like a pain to go through security with because it's like this big round. I had a blue snowball, so it was like this big round ball of a microphone that just I'm sure it looks sketchy on all the scans and stuff but anyway I end up setting up a rig in his closet because it was like the only room in his house that didn't echo and this is September in Vegas so it's not super hot but at the same time like I come out of this closet and I'm like drenched and keep in mind too like at this point I'd never done a podcast interview I'm like okay now I got to figure out you know what to do how to ask questions like now I'm super comfortable on the mic and interviewing people um, and I, I was always, you know, interviewing my Uber driver and different things like to practice, like, Oh, where are you from? You know, whatever. Um, you know, my friends would actually get mad at me and they're like, dude, why do you treat every Uber ride? Like it's a podcast interview. And it's like, mm, sorry. Um, <laughs> but I've always kind of been, you know, naturally curious. So I just ask questions. Uh, but doing it on a podcast that people are going to listen to and that's being recorded is like, it's pretty high pressure, especially at the time, you know, interviewing these entrepreneurs who are doing, you know, really impressive numbers. And it's like, pfft. I wanted to, you know, make a podcast that was open and like that. It was just like, wow, because I wanted to ask numbers like what revenue are you doing? What is this? What is that? And it's like that was that was really scary to ask at first. So I had to figure out a script. And it's one of those things where it's like you listen to podcasts all the time and then you finally sit down. It's kind of like music, like you listen to music, like I could write a better song than that. And then you sit down and you're like, holy crap, how do you do this? Like, what questions do I ask? And like, so I put together this script. I'm in my uh, best friend's closet. And like, I'm talking to people like, uh, believe it or not, Ryan Popov was actually my first interview. He was the first episode to go live. And his actual third interview on the podcast is going to be going live soon, either later this year, or early 2020. And his business has like tripled since I talked to him then. But uh, yeah, believe it or not, Ryan, I don't know if I even told you, you, you were my first ever interview on the podcast. I faked it till I made it. I think we were both nervous for that one. <laughs> but the last one we did, it's like, we were just hanging out. <laughs> but yeah, I was super nervous. And I I just did it and I figured it out and, uh, you know, I was super terrified to record those first episodes and then the same thing came. Like I sat on those episodes from September to January and I didn't release till January. It was like the third week of January and I kept putting it off and I was like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to launch it. I was terrified to launch it, but I did it anyway. You know, I find a theme in business of mine is like the more afraid I am to do something, like the more I have to do it, like especially in marketing and putting myself out there like that. And I mean, now it's second nature to me to even hop on the podcast and record this. Um, so yeah, that's how the podcast came to be. Um, and then like, you know, it's since grown to, this is episode 100. We've got a ton of episodes in the pipeline that are really awesome that I'll tell you a little bit more about later. But like, you know, now we have sponsors for the podcast. Like this episode is brought to you by Clavio and Rewind.io. And, um, you know, what, what's really rewarding is like, 
you know, back in the day, I was working with basically any, when I started Weight Break, the email side, like, um, which is our only side now, you know, I was experimenting with a ton of different, you know, platforms like MailChimp and Drip and Klaviyo and all these platforms. And it's funny because like the one that I liked the most and the one that I found to be the best was Klaviyo. And I still believe that to this day. I just think, you know, their, their platform is like super easy to use, but at the same time, the segmentation is just amazing. The reporting is amazing. Um, it's just it's just a really solid all around platform. And it's so funny because like I've been recommended recommending Clavio. You know, we've been working with Clavio and we've been partners for a long time. And um, yeah, when they reached out to sponsor the podcast, it was around this time last year. I think it was like, oh man, like that would be awesome because I love Clavio. Perfect fit because you know I love email marketing and that's what Waybreak does. And we use Clavio for our clients and. It was really, really awesome when they reached out, you know, and since then our relationship has continued to grow as I'm sure you guys who are on the email list, you know, like, you know, we, we've done a bunch of different stuff with them. Like we did a guest post uh, about, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday stuff um, that they posted and different stuff like that. And it's just been, uh, you know, really good relationship. Highly recommend Clavio. Um, you know, they're doing, they're doing a lot of really cool stuff in the pipeline with 2022. And yeah, it was just super cool that they, um, yeah, they reached out because I'm a huge fan. We use it a lot. So like my endorsement is like 100% like I believe in Clavio and I'd be telling people to use it even if they weren't a sponsor of the podcast. So really excited to collaborate with more content, to collaborate on more content with them um, in 2020. But yeah, speaking of content, like this podcast, what's really cool is like, you know, I get to speak with, um, Waybreak is a remote company. So I, I, I'm forced to have conversations <laughs> with other people every week through the podcast. And, you know, running the podcast and speaking to so many different people who run successful companies, I really learned a lot from listening to guests. And there's a ton of lessons that I could list. Um, But, you know, revenue ranges from, you know, 500k a year to, you know, 50 million or more per year. And um, we actually have guests coming on the show next year that are doing like nine figures and different crazy stuff, which I'll tell you more about towards the end of this episode. But there's really like three core lessons that I've learned from listening to guests on my own podcast. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Did you know that Shopify can't help you restore things that get deleted or accidentally changed in your store? Meet Rewind. Black Friday will be here before you know it. In the event of a data disaster, what do you do? You use Rewind. It's like having a magic undo button. They can back up Shopify and Klaviyo and give you peace of mind. And to help protect every store over the holidays... Check out their special new free plan at rewind.io and back up your store today. Link is down in the sponsor section of the show notes as well. The first one is that you can't build big things alone. Like all the biggest stores that I've interviewed on the podcast, like the reason why they're so successful is because the business owner isn't trying to do everything. Instead, what they're doing is they're building a great team. Um, because otherwise, if you try to just do everything yourself, you're going to burn out and you're also probably going to hate what you do because you're not good at everything and you don't love everything. And there's people out there who love what you hate. Um, you know, I, I feel like bookkeeping is a great example. So many people hate bookkeeping, but what's cool is like, you can just hire a bookkeeper to do it because there's people who love it, you know, and just, just continuing like to build things out. And we see this with our clients too. Like our most successful clients are the best at delegating. Like they let us do our thing. And they build teams and let them do their thing. And like, you know, one big key, and I can dive into this on a future episode too, is just around hiring. Like if you hire good people, like 
the best thing you can do is stay out of their lane. Um, that goes for the same for hiring Waybreak. Our most successful clients, you know, just let us do our thing. We do our thing and we make them tons of money. And so that's that's really the number one lesson that I've learned is like you can't build big things alone. And I've noticed that in my own business, like in the beginning, I was editing all the podcast episodes myself. And then like I just I grew to hate it. And I was even going to shut down the podcast. But I was like, wait a minute. Why don't I hire somebody to edit it? Um, so shout out to Nathan, who's listening to this, editing it right now. He's been editing the podcast ever since. He's been crushing it, making everybody sound amazing, including myself, which is not an easy job to do. <laughs> but um, thanks, Nathan. And and yeah, you just you can't build big things alone. So I would challenge you, you know, going into the new year, think about where you are now and and come up with, okay, what is a dream day in the life, week in the life of me look like? Uh, next year and then kind of work backwards and see how you can remove yourself from those different roles, you know, whether it's through automation or making some hires because there's people out there who are really good and they can make your life so much easier. And like, if you can't unplug for a few days, you definitely need to reevaluate how your business is structured. And, and, you know, it might be, you don't have the right people. It might be, you just don't trust your team enough and you really need to let go. And that kind of brings me perfect segue into my next lesson I learned is that everything is fixable. So like, let's say, you know, you do bring on the wrong person or, you know, something does break while you're away and you're trusting your team to handle it. It's like, if something breaks, you can fix it. Um, You know, like mistakes are mistakes. And sometimes there can be a lot of pressure. You know, you might be afraid to open your customer service inbox because you don't want people to be upset or whatever. But like at the end of the day, I mean, look at all the things that have happened to you and happened throughout the business, all the problems you face, like you fix them all right? Um, and if you're working through them now, it's like, look at the problems in the past that you've solved. Um, and then from there, like you always learn from your mistakes and you can build off it. Like, you know, I think about the mistakes I've made in my business. Like if I didn't ha- make those mistakes, then I wouldn't have the the business and the systems and the processes that I have now um, that prevent future mistakes and just give me tons of peace of mind. So I would just encourage you to remember that everything is fixable. So something went wrong over Black Friday, like no big deal. Learn from it, right? Like nobody's perfect. Mistakes happen. Everyone's human. You know, at the end of the day, we're all humans running these companies. It'd be great if we were perfect, but we're not. So just remember everything is fixable, uh, especially when things are going wrong. Like repeat that to yourself. Uh, that was a great lesson I learned on the podcast. And that was, that was pretty recently this year that I learned it. And then the last lesson that I think is really important is you need to invest to grow. And like the most successful stores that I talk with on the podcast, um, my most successful clients, like they all kind of live by that. Like they know it takes money to make money. And that goes from investing in yourself. Like this year, I mean, my business has grown tremendously. My stress and anxiety are at an all time low. And part of that is just because I've been investing in myself, like not even just investing in the business, but investing in myself because at the end of the day, your business is a reflection of yourself. So if you're not investing in yourself, you're not going to be able to build a bigger business, you know, and if the rest of your life is falling apart, like, you know, whether it's personal, fitness, health, whatever, if the rest of your life is falling apart, it's going to be very hard to focus on business. So, you know, make sure you're investing in yourself. And it doesn't just mean, you know, um, like, I mean, great ways to that are attending conferences and investing in masterminds, especially, you know, with people who are at the next level. And then you get in those small groups. That's where you can really learn a lot. I've learned a lot that way. And then also, you know, investing in your health and well-being and, you know, mental health and all that kind of thing, you know, make sure you're meditating, make sure you're exercising and doing all these things. It's easy to forget as an entrepreneur, but you know, the clearer your mind is and the better your body is, the less you'll have to worry about those things and the more focused you can be when you do work and the more results you'll get from your work. And then the same goes with like building out a team, like to get to the next level, like sometimes you do need more people. Uh, Usually you do need to invest more in marketing, right? So just make sure you're always investing to grow. 
and, and thinking with the end in mind, not thinking about what do I need right now, but really getting clear on, you know, mapping out where do I want to be by the end of 2020? Where do I want to be Q3, Q2, Q1, and kind of working backwards. And then you can really see like, okay, how much ad spend do we need to throw at Facebook? How much, you know, adding email, we'll do this. We'll get this bump to our profit, whatever. You know, really figuring that out. That's an exercise I just went through recently is mapping out my entire P&L for 2020. And that way I know exactly what hires I have to make and when. I know, you know, what our targets are around things. So when it comes to making a decision, it's really easy. It's not like go with my gut or anything like that. Like I have the P&L mapped out with the team size and everything that we need to do to make it happen. And then we can work backwards from our marketing and our budgets and different things like that. Like that's one of the most powerful things you can do is just like have that foresight because so many e-commerce store owners that I talk to are very day to day, week to week, but the most successful ones are the ones who have the most stability and the most space around their business where they can go in and see really far out because that's where that's where the money is made. The money is made in strategy. The money isn't made in tactics. I mean, you know, tactics are great, but without a long-term strategy, you know, directing what tactics you use, you're, you're just not going to get the results you're looking for. So invest to grow. So, you know, in 2020, I would encourage you to, you know, double down on your marketing that's working. Definitely invest in email and owned marketing channels. You know, a lot of people are talking about this impending recession or whatever. Um, and if that's something that you're worried about, like email is a great channel that you can invest in that's owned. It's not relying on Facebook. Like Facebook's already changing like crazy. They have a bunch of other changes coming. So yeah, just being aware of that, map out that P&L, you know, think about who you need to hire to grow. Think about personally, where do you want to be? How much money do you want to make? Make sure you're paying yourself. And then from there, you can work backwards and figure out who you need to hire, how you can increase profit, how you can do a bunch of different stuff to help you hit your targets. And I could do another episode on that too, if you guys are interested. Um, Let me know on just like the goal setting frameworks that I use with um, 90 day challenges and like one year goals and all the different things I do around that. Uh, A good book I would recommend is um, I'm blanking on it. Uh, The One Thing is a good book. I feel like there's another one I'm forgetting in this space. Um, Yeah. Uh, I forget, but anyway, the one thing that's a good one. So yeah, that, those are the, those are the top three lessons that I learned from listening to guests on my podcast. And so number one, you can't build big things alone. Number two, everything is fixable. And number three, invest to grow. If you want to grow, you got to invest. So those are the top three lessons that I learned listening to guests on the Waybreak podcast of the past 100 episodes for the past two years. And I'm looking forward to the next 100 episodes. Speaking of the next 100 episodes, one thing, you know, I think is really powerful is listening to people who are one step ahead of you. And I know like this podcast compared to other podcasts, we have a lot more high level entrepreneurs who listen to this, people who are already doing seven figures, people who are doing, you know, eight figures or want to do eight figures. So like with that in mind, like I've been, I've been hunting down and, um, you know, getting even higher level guests. So for example, next year, we're going to be getting more guests that are, you know, really leaders in e-commerce and, and getting their stories as founders and CEOs and CMOs. So for example, we've got the CEO, founder and CEO PopSockets coming on in 2018. They did like 200 million in sales and $90 million profit with a product that, you know, could be easily copied by China and a ton of different ups and downs along the way. 
that's a really good episode. And they've just grown so fast to nine figures. So talking with the founder and CEO of that company is a great conversation. I think you guys will all get a lot of value out of. And speaking of podcast guests too, like I want to ask you guys, um, if you know any podcast guests, if you're on the Waybreak email list, forward this to people that you want me to interview or go ahead and reply to this email with somebody you want to see me interview on the podcast for 2020. And, and podcasts, you know, they're a great way to level up. They're entertaining. And at the same time, like if you listen to the right audience with the right guests, you know, you can really learn a lot. And that's what I'm trying to do in 2020 is like really level up the guests, get everybody thinking one or two steps ahead and just learning from people who have been there and done that, grown companies super fast, you know, companies who have grown sustainably. Like there's a lot of really good episodes coming out that I'm really excited for you guys to hear. Um, and I think you're going to get a ton of value out of it. So yeah, without further ado, that brings us to the end of this episode. I want to say thank you for listening. If you've listened to you know any of the previous 100 episodes, thank you so much. If you're subscribed, thank you. I hope you had an awesome Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and I hope your sales continue to do awesome the rest of December. And uh, yeah, I hope you just have a nice, calm, relaxing holiday season despite you know all the sales and chaos. I hope it's a good one. And yeah, I'll see you back with regular episodes uh, probably starting next week. I don't have any other plans uh, to do anything different. But like I said, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Don't want to miss those new episodes. If you're not on the email list, you can join by going to emailsuccesschecklist.com. You'll be added to our email list and you'll also get a bonus email success checklist made specifically for e-commerce. That's a list of everything you need to do to maximize your revenue from email in 2020. So without further ado, thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will see you guys in the next one. Now, listener, before I sign off, stop me if this sounds familiar. Your email marketing is stuck. You feel like you could be doing email better. You're not generating enough email revenue and you feel like you're leaving money on the table. But you don't have the time to figure email out yourself or or do it on your own because you have a business to run. Imagine this. Imagine not having to worry about leaving money on the table with your email marketing. Imagine not having to figure out what to send, when to send it, how many emails should look, what automation you need, what segments you need, how often you should be contacting your email list, or just worrying about sending the next email. You don't have to worry about any of that. Imagine having peace of mind knowing that your email marketing is generating sales in good hands. At Wavebreak, we help Shopify stores maximize their email marketing revenue. That's it. We don't do anything else. And we've created a system called the Wavebreak method that, number one, makes you less dependent on Facebook or other marketing channels. Let's say something bad happens. Facebook says, see you later, Shopify store, and they just completely kill your ad traffic overnight. You you don't have to worry. You don't have to stress because you're good to go because you have a cushion of email revenue. You don't have to worry about how or what what your wife is going to do or if you're going to be able to make rent or if you're going to be able to pay people because you have this cushion of email revenue to rely on. Number two, the second thing this does is huge. And it's how stores scale from seven figures to eight figures uh, to nine figures. And the secret is repeat purchases. The Wavebreak method gets rid of one-time buyers and increases repeat orders. Number three, it keeps your email list engaged. You don't have to worry about Black Friday and beyond. We'll figure out the ideal amount of times that your list needs to be contacted to maximize revenue, and then we'll execute it for you. If you want to learn more about this system and how we can work together to apply it to your business, go to wavebreak.co to schedule a call with me. And I'll personally send you my calendar link and we can chat one-on-one. Now, I don't have unlimited time to do these calls. I can only do a couple of them per week. So if you want to get your call, uh, go sign up at wavebreak.co for it as soon as possible and we can talk about how we can work together.
Thanks for listening to this episode. Subscribe to the show on iTunes to get notified of new episodes as soon as they drop. 